I'm going to humiliate you one more time. My pleasure. I better start talking about my family first, I guess. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Classical rock, a true paradox. This is to Dalton. This is to Dalton. This is to Dalton. Kiss me once or twice. Tell me that it's nice and then you... Well, indeedy. Uh, well, welcome to Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Gray Matters is the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer, reminding you that it's WCBN's annual fundraiser here in Ann Arbor. And we don't do wall. We, we, do, we do pledges. We do money. Uh, I guess we're readjusting the mics here. I guess this, well, no surprise there. The lime green sock on the mic uh, apparently is no good. And that's another thing that it's a good reminder there that uh, the reason we do a fundraiser uh, is because equipment wears out, breaks down, is in use 24 hours a day down here. Uh, we, of course, as a part of the University of Michigan, receive uh, our location here in the basement of the Student Activities Building from the U. And uh, that includes the lights and the heat. But uh, our meager budget... Uh, is it's essential that it be augmented by uh, devoted listener support. 763, wait, 764, 3,500. 763, 3,500. Yeah, 763, 3,500. And, of course, you can pledge uh, on uh, the Internet, www.cbn.org. That's a new feature. We just can't appropriate, reach into the University of Michigan's budget and say, we declare that this money now belongs to WCBN because we're part of an educational institution and procedures and guidelines and rules uh, render it that that's outside of our power. So uh, we can't do it without your support. Um, the bizarre attempt to assert a emergency, non-emergency by the president is, of course, the spectacle du jour. Yeah, and of course, as we've been pointing out, this is not about the wall. This is about the budget. And Congress is, is obligated under the United States Constitution to pass a budget. This has been one of the great mythologies of the Trump administration. People forget that the first year he was president, he never passed a budget. Nope. They just did continuing resolutions based on Barack Obama's budget. And, of course, it emerged from the brouhaha about the shutdown, the wall, and all this other rubbish that's been going on for the last eight weeks that Donald Trump hasn't even spent the money appropriated from 2017 uh, because he's too busy running for re-election. And it's been reported that he has built about 14 miles of wall. Um that's actually you a whole lot of wall. Less wall than is being created by the erosion of the coral reefs yeah. around, around the globe, unfortunately. And I think I don't think Donald Trump was uh, familiar with the fact that they had built 700 miles of quote wall 
dating back to the 90s, dating back to Bill Clinton. And they expanded that money considerably um, during the presidency of W. Bush. So, uh, you know, Donald Trump and the facts are chasms apart. Well, I mean— And uh, we're not in a constitutional crisis, by the way. This is another mythology. Uh, the there are going to be lawsuits. There are going to be hearings. There are going to be Supreme Court rulings. There are going to be lower court rulings about this. There may even be a congressional resolution, this, which uh, could even make it through the Senate against the national emergency. You know, one of the things that got Richard Nixon into a little bit of uh, hot water with Congress back when he was president was the impoundment of money. Uh, he was one of the biggest impounders of money. Impounding money is when the president decides he's not going to spend money that's been appropriated. Mm. Now, here Donald Trump is complaining about not enough money for what he wants done. Uh, there is money in this budget bill for a wall. I built wall. I build wall. And I don't know if that's the Russian translation or what, <laughs> or, or what it is. And I just heard a sound clip uh, this afternoon on TV. I don't know when he said this, but I was... It's hard to be shocked anymore these days, but uh, good old Lindsey Graham uh, standing up and alert and away from his fainting couch, actually throwing the school children of Kentucky under the bus. Why he said Kentucky, I don't know. He's not a senator from Kentucky, but that was the example he made. I think the school children of Kentucky will be better served by a secure wall on our southern border, and we'll get to building them the school that they deserve later. Guess what? Kids grow up, and so you've just thrown the kids of another state under the bus to please your golf pal, Dennis Davison. Yeah. David Dennison. Ironically, Mitch McConnell, of course, is the senator from Kentucky. Indeed. Uh, Lindsey Graham's role in uh, assuming the reins from John McCain. He seems to appear every week on the Sunday talk shows, usually spouting nonsense. And, of course, he did so again this week with the rumored, uh, uh, well, the, the unveiling of a book by Andrew McCabe. Uh, pay no attention to the man behind the screen. Look, this is an example, once again, of confusion. Confusion, not collusion. Confusion. Um, Andrew McCabe worked at the FBI. Now, the FBI is part of the Justice Department. So these internal discussions that occurred with about wiring Rosenstein and all this stuff, I think that's all kind of office chit-chat that has somehow made it into the news. He was canned, by the way, allegedly for being involved in a leak of information to the Wall Street Journal. McCabe. Yeah. But what exactly happened is still a little unclear. Um, Well, I think he's entered a lawsuit of wrongful dismissal. Yeah, because oddly he was fired 26 hours, literally, before he was to receive his pension. I have heard, by the way, that there is a... uh, congressional uh, senator that will hire him for 26 hours so that he can get his pension, if need be. But needless to say, this has turned into the film Mr. McCabe. McCabe and Mr. Mueller. An homage to Robert Altman. Something we do down here on Gray Matters. Do call up 734-763-3500.
operators are standing by. Yeah, and real quick, one last thing on McCabe. I have, not having watched the interview, but reading some of the uh, uh, you know, reviews of it uh, after the fact, uh, kind of a startling revelation that uh, while being briefed about uh, upcoming summit meeting with North Korea, uh, the guy who is, happens to be the president asserts, no, I've heard actually uh, from Putin that uh, North Korea does not have a certain right. missile uh, capabilities. Um, well, but Mr. President, uh, our own intelligence suggests otherwise. Well, that's okay. I believe Putin. Not you guys. One, as if Helsinki weren't enough, uh, that this guy, I mean, there's no longer a question of if Pootsie Wootsie has the goods on Donald J. Trump, but what goods are they? Well, and, that's, and th that's part of the question, and this is not a coup d'etat by bu bureaucracy, to use a paraphrase Lindsey Graham's phrase. This is about the FBI doing their job. Uh, Suspicious behavior you know, merits a little bit of scrutiny. And they were alerted about these characters like Carter Page and George Papadopoulos, uh, who, by the way, were hired in late March by Donald Trump for reasons that remain unclear. Uh, they, they were named as his top five advisors to his foreign policy team, which at the time was sort of a shocking development in the 2016 campaign because many, many experts were like, who are these guys? Mm -hmm. We're not talking about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid here. <laughs> We're talking about, about Donald Trump's so-called foreign policy team. Uh, one of these characters could not even be found on Google, <laughs> which is quite interesting. But uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump hired uh, Paul Manafort. Donald Trump uh, promoted Michael Flynn, when he was advised not to do so. Uh, of course, a, a book out recently called The House of Trump, House of Putin, The Untold Story of Donald Trump and the Russian Mafia, details the 59 names at the end of the book that are closely connected to Donald Trump and Russian oligarchs. And it goes into the details about how Donald Trump actually made his money. Uh, leaks from the Mueller investigation, by the way, suggest that that's where they're looking. They're looking at the sanctions, the money, uh, these sorts of things. And, of course, proving or disproving the Russian role in the 2016 election is never going to be possible. Furthermore, there's no remedy on the question. Well, what, what we need to find out is what happened. Well, one thing that's certainly clear, even to uh, those of us on, obviously, nobody knows what Mueller has and is working to carefully stitch together to, you know, create an airtight case. But why did everybody lie about Russia? Why did everybody lie about the Russian contacts? It's consistent. It's widespread. It's prevalent even. So there's a lot of smoke. So yeah. it's uh, it's clear there's something there. And it's not just Russia, by the way. It's, U it's the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. It's these connections that Paul Manafort had to... Uh, uh, former oligarchs in the Ukraine as well as Russia. It's interesting uh, that according to the Dallas Morning News, and I'm quoting here from Craig Unger's book that I just mentioned, House of Trump, House of Putin, he writes, foreign nationals are prohibited 
from contributing to Senate races. But according to the Dallas Morning News, during the 2015-16 election, Ukrainian-born oligarch Leonard Blatvanik, who has British-American dual citizenship, put a small fraction of his $20 billion fortune into GOP Senate races. McConnell, Mitch McConnell, took $2.5 million for his GOP Senate leadership fund from one of two of Blotvinick's companies and was the leading recipient. Other people included in the political action committee were Marco Rubio, Lindsey Graham, Ohio Governor John Kasich, and Arizona Senator John McCain. Money, politics, this would explain uh, Mitch McConnell's role in obstructing the revelations about Russian involvement in the 2016 election that the Obama administration wanted to announce uh, but was uh, sort of forced to keep it quiet. And then, of course, after the election, were criticized for sitting on this information. Um, we know about the connections, by the way, between WikiLeaks and the Trump administration. And this is part of Roger Stone. On the cover of a Roger Stone. That's the singing Nixon tattoo uh, that adorns his shoulder blades, apparently. Yes, between his uh, left and right shoulder. He can do, if he scrunches his shoulders back, he can do one of those Mad Magazine fold-ins, and it shows Nixon behind bars. <laughs> Probably not, but I'm sure that uh, tattoo will provide hours of amusement for Stone's future uh, fellow jailbirds. By the way, uh, the judge laid down a gag order on Roger Stone. Mm -hmm. Which is appropriate. Which is appropriate, uh, and certainly long overdue, I think, but... Since he's being exonerated on Fox News by Sean Hannity. Well, Sean Hannity, he's one of the smartest guys uh, in, in the world. He and Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter guys. Uh, who are seen to be running the INS these days. Uh, I don't know that their names are in the United States Constitution. <laughs> but uh, I, why Trump is uh, fearful of their Tweets is uh... tweets and uh, bizarrely Roger Stone's Instagram posts. He posted a picture of the judge who is his, his case is before mm -hmm. uh, with a target over her face. Oh, I right. mean, this is straight out of Sarah Palin country. And then, of course, took the post down. But uh, one wonders if uh, the judge uh, Jackson is her name um, might now reconsider his bail. Uh, agreement and arrangement. Well, and one of the charges that he's facing is witness tampering. Uh, might add that that's what got <clears throat> Jimmy Hoffa behind bars. And there's been quite a bit of witness tampering uh, in the uh, ongoing um, investigation by Robert Mueller into uh, Donald Trump. And, and Manafort uh, was actively engaged in it, even while under <laughs> investigation and indictment. Yeah, and it's a story that's still unfolding. Uh, I don't think this is about a witch hunt. This is basically about finding out what happened. Yeah, and it's it's not even close to over. Now, one little feature of Gray Matters, of course, is the, the, the news of the weird. And I had to read this one because it's, it's got a local flavor to it. Uh, it is from June of 2018 in the uh, Funny Times 
under the headline of Inexplicable. It says that EMU student, Andrew, didn't give a last name, 22, wasn't making any kind of statement or protesting any government action when he filled a pothole in Trenton with a whole box of Lucky Charms and a gallon of milk. Andrew then lay on the road with a spoon and ate the cereal out of the pothole. They're magically delicious. Lucky charms, baby. Uh, we'll give him a brain damage award. That probably was related to drinking. Yeah, that's too dangerous to be performance art. But it, the visual that it suggests is actually quite brilliant. I mean, uh, of course, Michigan roads are notorious. Yeah, lucky charms. Uh, an interesting... Selection there yeah, of colorful choice of cold cereals. Maybe the leprechauns were gonna pop up out of the pothole and uh, render him some gold. But Trenton, of course, is downriver. Uh, used to be part of <clears throat> John Dingle's congressional district. So if you're wondering if it's in New Jersey, it's not. It's here in southeast Michigan. Um, of course. Uh, the police said, we don't know. I don't know where the inspiration came from, came from, but when it hit me, I knew it was a good idea. Andrew told MLive.com, it tasted great. If I was blindfolded, I wouldn't know if it was a pothole or a bowl. Uh, and, of course, what better way to lay in the road eating cereal out of a pothole uh, than blindfolded? Yeah. <laughs> So, dude, uh, next time, forget smoking the pot out of the bowl. Smoke it out of the pot of all. <laughs> oh, uh, one other Puns thing. galore here on Gray Matters. Yeah. 734-763-3500. One other thing we do besides uh, our usual brain damage awards and analysis and commentary and news of the weird such as that is uh, doff our caps uh, to various cultural icons. Uh, one of whom uh, I'm sure you would have to agree with me, uh, being a film lover yourself, Dick, is the the great Bruno Gans. Oh, yes. Wings of Desire, one of the must top 50 movies of all time in my book. It's uh, If you've never seen it, it's an absolutely beautiful and profoundly moving film, both visually, uh, philosophically, spiritually. And Bruno Gans, who passed away last week at the age of 77, uh, I like the headline that they gave his obit in the New York Times, an actor who played an angel and Hitler. I mean, that's the very living definition of a broad range. Indeed. And anything you ever saw Bruno Gans in, and admittedly he did mostly European films appearing in Vim Vendor's. Uh, the American Friend, uh, Herzog's Nosferatu, and many, many others. With um, Rudy Giuliani not playing Nosferatu, but <laughs> destined to yeah. be in the sequel. That was uh, Klaus Kinski as Nosferatu there. But uh, Bruno Gans, a, a sensitive and thoughtful uh, performer. Um, yeah, if, uh, if you've not seen Wings of Desire, if you haven't seen it in a while, treat yourself to something that will really... Truly uplift. Indeed. And speaking of uplifting, by the way, I heard this morning that Ken Nordine uh, passed away at the age of oh, wow. 98. Dang. Uh, Ken Nordine is one of the great uh, radio voices of all time. Um, I think he called his art uh, 
spoken jazz or jazz poetry show, jazz yeah. poetry so uh, word jazz word uh, jazz thank okay you, Andrew, our engineer various uh <clears throat> permutations of the concept uh one of those incredibly memorable voices uh it's interesting that he did some side work for david bowie and the grateful dead which i didn't know about oh. when i heard the tribute today on national public radio but truly one of the great radio uh, personalities in uh, American history. And speaking of radio, uh, let's remind everybody once again that it is the WCBN fundraiser. And uh, traditionally, public affairs programs do not get a lot of pledges. Uh, the public affairs programming is part of the FCC's you know, guidelines that all stations uh, must provide uh, this kind of programming. WCBN is very lucky to have uh, community-based uh, programming. It's not canned programming. It's not something that the station pays for, uh, like a lot of the uh, public radio stations that have very expensive uh, canned programming that's recorded or produced uh, elsewhere in the country. Everything that you hear on WCBN is produced locally by students and community. And if you don't have time to phone us up right now at 763-3500, you can pledge online. You can pledge at any time, and even if you're calling up in the middle of the night for a free-form show, you can always mention Gray Matters as something that you enjoy listening to or get some amusement from, and uh, that will be much appreciated. Uh, let's face it, in a world that is increasingly bombarding our eyeballs with images and you walk down the street and half the people you cross paths with are scrolling across their phones, radio is something that just sort of goes in the ears and allows your eyes to freely focus on the road or the faces of those among you. Uh, radio uh, doesn't really monopolize your eyes. It allows your eyes to do what they need to do while you just listen and enjoy, whether it's uh, punk rock music or experimental music or Indian music. WCBN has a wide range to offer. And indeed, radio uh, will be... The first contact uh, in the history of human civilization, when and if it's ever made. These are the things that we are shooting out into space. True. That are going onward, upward, outward, and beyond. And, of course, it's fascinating to contemplate that if we ever receive a real uh, signal from outer space, it probably will be a radio wave, not an E.T., and they might just be or, sending back a request saying, play more Sun Ra. That's right. Well, <laughs> that one <laughs> might be. No, play less Sun Ra. Uh, but um, <clears throat> leaving that comment aside, um, Marvin the Martian, I don't know if he played a role in the the fact that they've shut down the the rover, uh, the, the rover call home. Ah, uh, Yes. But let's remember that this rover uh, accomplished an incredible amount of uh, good work. Uh, he was better than Mr. Belvedere. He did good work. Uh, he got shut down over the week. Uh, I believe his name is Opportunity. Um, so that's the kind of government spending, by the way, that I'm all in favor of. That's what's called real science. Not fake science, not pseudoscience, not Christian science, 
real science. Or, or science that, you know, uh, comes to a predetermined conclusion. Uh, there is no climate shift. There is no global warming when all evidence suggests otherwise. And speaking of global warming, why not declare a national emergency on the climate? Sure. Or the gun issue. Well, just or to, the opioid crisis. And how ironic that while Trump is in the Rose Garden uh, jumping up and down, shouting and acting like a goon, uh, we have another mass shooting in progress yeah. in Illinois. Uh, example, once again, of the breakdown of our laws and our ability to enforce laws that are on the books. What on earth is a felon who'd been ordered to turn in his gun doing with a gun? Uh, well, we don't know, but uh, this is yet another example. And, of course, Donald Trump isn't going to drag out the victims from this crime. Oh, no. No, he's got, <clears throat> and, of course, last week was the, the one-year anniversary of the horrible events that happened in Florida uh, with uh, gun uh, control advocates noting that since then, 1,200 children have died in America from gun violence. What has the Donald unit done about it? Nothing. Uh, he is dragging out victims of immigration uh, tragedies. You know, the, the mother with the, the lad who died on his motorcycle because he got hit by a, uh, uh, an immigrant who was in the country illegally driving a pickup. She blamed our immigration policies for that event. Well, this is, uh, you could call this selective pity. Well, it might be the case. But then on the other hand, maybe a, a motorcycle rider, a young fella, uh, was driving recklessly. I don't know. But it's the exploitation of mm. these tragedies that really uh, is, 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 is terrible. And it should not be uh, continued to be allowed without pointing this out. Of course, 76 Seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred is our number down here on Gray Matters. Uh, a couple of uh, 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 weeks ago, uh, we had a headline: "Twenty Eighteen Continues Warming Trend as the Fourth Hottest Year Since 1880," uh, pointing out that 18 of the 19 warmest years have occurred since 2001. Now, I looked at this graph, and this is an example, by the way, of something that you get on Gray Matters. Uh, real analysis, uh, not fake analysis. Uh, okay, that is a, a very important headline uh, because it's it's the information from uh, from the National uh, Aeronautic Space Administration, i.e., NASA, i.e., scientists, not politicians, real scientists. And what I like about this graph that on the one hand it shows that it's the fourth warmest year on record it also shows that the last two years the graph is starting to go down now i'm not saying that's going to make a trend but what i am saying is that might be good news that might be the fact that the international community decided at the paris climate accords that we are voluntarily going to start doing stuff. We have to start doing stuff. And this has to start now. Yeah. This cannot wait for Donald Trump's wall to be built. Because <laughs> it ain't going to happen. I do wall. I've done a lot of wall. Done a lot of wall. Yeah. So it's important to realize that this is, this is an alarming headline. But there's a little sliver of good news there. 
So it'll be very interesting to see what is accomplished next year. Meanwhile, of course, the United States is bucking the trend. Uh, Carbon emissions in the United States are up uh, thanks to uh, transportation um, and uh, heavy industry that Donald Trump is trying to promote. But real progress is starting to occur. And we should congratulate the world for telling Donald Trump, Donald Trump drop dead. Well, they did that. Which he told to upstate New York the other day. He, in in his, one of his weird appearances, he told the people of upstate New York to move. Right. If you don't like it, then move. So I thought was thinking of the famous Gerald Ford uh, headline from the 1970s. Ford to New York. Drop dead. Drop dead. <laughs> uh, during their uh, budget crisis in New York City. Yes. Yeah. Well, Mike Pence as uh, spokes bobble for uh, the president was kind of told uh, to drop dead in very silent terms when he gave forth his greetings to uh, European heads of state that he was meeting in Munich. Um, And when he announced that, oh, I bring you greetings from the 45th president, Donald J. Trump, everyone just sat there quietly and you could see him. Uh, No applause. Okay, um, moving on. Should it, should That's have, embarrassing. Should I mean, have, not as embarrassing as when Trump actually got laughed at in the United Nations right. General uh, Assembly. Should have fell back on the Jeb Bush line. You you can clap now. <laughs> it's uh, WCBN FM Ann Arbor that you've been listening to, uh, dear listener. Uh, give us a call at 763-3500 if you support uh, community-based radio and locally produced public affairs programming. This is uh, the show. The time to call. And uh, do stay tuned. Thanks to Andrew for engineering. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next on this fine station. Music lovers, ready for a great time in fundraising? Then join WCBN's Carnival of Cash. It's a circus of shakedowns. You might be tight on money, but that doesn't mean you don't know someone who's flush with moolah. Take Gramps, for instance. His pockets are full of hard candies and wonderful spare change. Give it up, old man. That's for my medicine. How about organ donation? You know your roommate has twice as many kidneys as he needs. Ah! Sell it on the black market and give us the cash. And liquor stores. They're rolling in dough. Okay, maybe not liquor stores. But check your sofa cushions, loot your college fund, and send WCBN the money. We need it more than you do. Greetings, friend. Do you wish to look as happy as me? Well, you've got...